Welcome to the Yeah We Know podcast, part of the More You Knows podcast. You're in the ring with the triple threat, Jimmy, Chris King, and Rod. Rod, what are you hot about today? Uh, Jimmy, I don't know that I'm hot as much as I like. I'm just. What are the beginning stages of? It's a like grief, acceptance, right? Like all these. I'm like, I'm, this episode of Raw on Monday just has me really in a dark place, Jim. Just really in a dark place. Coming off the last episode of Raw, coming off of the real life news that we know, coming off of the mustache that's being worn on one Vincent K. McMahon's face, the jet black hair, the plastic surgery. It's just. It's dark, dark days right now, Jim, and I, you got to talk me off a ledge. And I'm not sure that you can based off your performance last week. So how are you feeling? Can I ask you that? Who's the one talking someone off a ledge? Uh, listen, again, the best leaders learn, and this leader never learns. So that's where we are. Uh, Chris King, you are starting to see what happens on Raw. Now, I will give just a little caveat here on this Raw. There was some legitimate travel issues and basically what happens uh guys is most of the talent live in the orlando area so they were obviously there for the easter holiday uh most people would fly in the night before but again easter they can fly in day of hey you know what that's fine they're independent contractors no issues but when one flight is delayed which one flight was delayed that means like 15 people get delayed from that flight so uh chris what do you think about this uh raw I'll bring it back to the last two Raws. I don't think either one of those have been very good. I don't, I vaguely familiar with what travel issues there were. I'm not sure who was late. I know Sami Zayn and Riddle, I guess, were late. Um, it was, it's been a disappointing couple of weeks for me watching Raw. At least SmackDown last week was, you know, a real SmackDown, came out with a, a great banger of a match. So, Guess who wasn't at SmackDown, Chris? <laughs> Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Well, that's that's the thing. I was expecting a little bit more from Triple H coming out, but he announced the draft, which I still don't know how I feel about that. I've only witnessed we'll one. Feel about that in a minute. <laughs> I got an idea. We're gonna see. Uh, we're gonna see the new NXT is gonna be what's gonna be on over on SmackDown, NXT, isn't it, Jimmy? 3.0, 3.0, Oh my goodness! So you mean oh. to tell me that I'm gonna have to be dealing with three hours of Raw on the USA Network, run by Vince McMahon, Jimmy? That's where I'm headed now. Of course you are. Where else would you be headed? That is exactly <sighs> what's happening. We've got Raw. Um, we've got SmackDown, which again that'll be on. Um, that, that he'll be on SmackDown, I think a lot more too. So I'm sorry. This is what we have. And, um, it's not pretty guys, not pretty at all. So who, who do we really, who do we need to say goodbye to right now, Jimmy? Like, like who should we just have a funeral for right now? Who's just absolutely going to go away from TV and we're never going to see them again. Um, anybody LA Knight's gone. Uh, Man. Sorry. uh, he was so, just getting me- hot too. Let me uh, let me bring something up here. So um, my, uh, you know, on your phone where you get the, hey, these are the photos that come up. Well, I got my NXT from 2016 photos that came to Indianapolis. Let me just tell you who was on that show for NXT in 2016. Bailey was your champion. Finn Balor was hurt. So Bailey came out and did the Finn Balor entrance, which was um, like the demon entrance, which was amazing. Uh, we had Asuka against Mandy Rose. Uh, this is a house show, mind you. We had uh, uh, Gargano and Ciampa versus um, the, uh, oh, what are they, FTR, The Revival. 
Um, we had so many good things that NXT had. Uh, Gable, your boy Gable was there. Samoa Joe, Sami Zayn, Baron Corbin, your boy Baron Corbin, Rod. Sounds like a what good show. a fantastic show that was, and it really was great. And that's what NXT could be. But now we've got the NXT 3.0 or 2.0 with Camarillo Hayes as your champion. Braun Breaker uh, did lose that belt to him. So we're going to see what happens in this draft. A lot of different places to go here. We'll start with the draft, okay? So this antiquated um, theory that we have to have two different shows uh, because it'll get better ratings doesn't work, Chris. Do you know why it doesn't work, Chris? Because if you're a fan of one wrestler and they're only on Raw, why in the world would you watch SmackDown? That's a, a very good theory. And if they kept to the actual rosters, that would be correct. It doesn't work because it's a one-night thing that then doesn't matter anymore because they're going to come up with rules. One time they had, and I'm not joking you, up to four times a year, Chris. You could trade people. That lasted five seconds, and they could just go wherever they wanted. They had trades before. People went wherever they wanted. Raw's ratings have been up. SmackDown ratings have been up. Business has been good. Why has it been good? Because you're seeing the top stars on every single show. You've unified the world championship because it should be one champion. You were kind of moving towards unifying the women's championship. Uh, you basically have unified the tag team championships. Of course, they're still taking four belts around, which scares me. So this rod, it's just not going to work. We've been through drafts before. Um, I was fired up. It's not, working. it's not working. I was totally fired up. And then what did we get? We got Gable Steveson drafted, never once wrestled. Absolutely did not wrestle, wasted TV time, drafting him, putting him on a show, hyping him up, highlight package, whole nine yards, absolutely did not wrestle. First pick was Roman Reigns staying on SmackDown, completely telegraphed. That was no earth-shattering move. The dud of the draft really was should have been the first hint for me that I was not going to continue getting the dopamine hits all the time from wrestling, that it was going to disappoint me sooner or later. And I just am so bummed out that I'm now back in the, I'm back in the doldrums of wrestling fandom right now, thanks to one Vince k mcmahon who i usually try not to trash so much jim you know that i'm not i don't yeah. go as far as defending him but i try not to trash him very much but i am way disappointed right now so chris you mentioned last week's raw was very disappointing and it's because it's the raw after wrestlemania and up until the last couple of years the raw after wrestlemania is when you got new people debuting uh you got lesnar coming back uh for the first time in a very long time on the raw after wrestlemania uh you had some really kind of interesting storylines going on dolph ziggler won the championship the day after WrestleMania. I mean, that's amazing. He cashed in his money in the bank. So many good things can happen. And when they don't happen, it really, really stinks, Chris. Yeah, it was non-eventful would be the, the nicest way I could put it for last week's Raw. So if we have a draft, and I think Lance Storm mentioned this on, on one of the podcasts I listened to, and I like the idea. The draft really should be, there's eight picks in the draft. You get to pick, f f each brand gets to pick four uh, people from NXT, and those are the ones that come up, and we see what happens uh, in there, or maybe even a, it's just four, four picks. Doesn't matter, but bring people up from NXT, get some new blood in there, no pun intended, um, and really see what happens in that aspect to bring them up and, and, and see where they can go. Uh, but again, guys, remember Vince McMahon is in charge now, which means when someone comes up from NXT, that doesn't mean they're going to be the same person. That means they might be a whole different person. LA Knight, 
came up. He wasn't LA Knight anymore, and people hated him. It's going to happen again, guys. Rod is tired today. Rod is upset. Rod is, Rod is just, Rod, what's wrong, man? You all right? I told you, it's dark days over here. I realized yeah, I was is. not on mute. My goodness, I was over here drinking a little bit of Mountain Dew. Once again, Mountain Dew, get after us. We would love for you to be the title sponsor of anything here on the Morgan Unit Network. You power me through these podcasts where I'm a little down on the WWE. And the draft is as well. We'll have Coca-Cola. Sure. Uh, Anybody well. that wants to come on board. Yoo-hoo, bring it on. Anybody that's out there, let's go. We'll take Tab. Like is it. Tab still a thing, Jimmy? Do people still drink Tab? Don't call it. If you want to have it, if you want a Tab, you have to order something. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> that's very that, There you go. Here's the what is the problem with the draft, in my opinion, Jim. You're asking that's me to care about the fact that Drew McIntyre is no longer going to wrestle on SmackDown. What do I care about that for? I don't care about what show he's going to wrestle on. I only barely care about Drew McIntyre as it is. What do I care about what show he's going to wrestle on? And I'm just trying to take a shot at Chris there to see his facial reaction. Drew McIntyre's quite fine. He's six Drew foot eight. McIntyre's quite pissed off, I hear, uh, about some things. So there's that. All right, we're going to get into what happened on a couple things that happened on Raw and where we're going to for Puerto Rico. But, Rod, we are going to do something that listeners love on an audio podcast. We're going to do something visual coming up right now. And that is, uh, Rod, you got a gift. I think this was a while ago. What'd you get, buddy? This was uh this was back in February as part of my uh little uh, wrestling themed birthday. I got myself a Hogan pair of socks, a Hogan t-shirt, I got a Flair Savage 92 presidential campaign shirt, and this here pack of I believe these are E5 collectible wrestling cards, series 1, classic WWE. And I'm trying to find out which company made these. I think it's classic is actually the company. There you uh, go. They uh, they had some. Uh, yeah, Classic Games Incorporated, a yep. subsidiary of the Scoreboard Inc. These are from 1990. All right, these are from 1990. Here we go. Let's see. Nice. What we got this. Your big stars you're looking for, your Hulk Hogan's, your Ultimate Warriors, your Randy Savages, your Jake the Snake Roberts, perhaps. Can I get a Coco um, Beware, Jimmy? Yes, maybe a Coco, Coco Beware. Beware. George the Animal Steel. Yes. Can I get a Can I get a Papa Shango? I don't know if you can get Papa Junkyard Dog. All right, here we go. Rod. Oh, wow. The first one we are on. Randy Savage's brother, Lanny Poffo, the genius. Leaping <laughs> Lanny Poffo has All right. a uh, submission hold on somebody, I see. He does. He is, uh, for, he's after somebody there. He's after yeah. somebody there for sure. We move on to, uh, I believe he was a member of the uh, of the Hart Foundation at one time, maybe, Jimmy. Correct me here if I'm wrong. Greg the Hammer Valentine. Uh, he was part of the Hart family, which included the Hart family. Jimmy Hart's, uh, yes, stable. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, now we're now we're getting into the huge names here. All right, we are getting into the huge names here. We're talking somebody who once held the million dollar belt. We're talking about Virgil. Uh, Virgil, you can't go wrong with the Virgil card. <laughs> we're talking oh, about Virgil. Oh Ooh. goodness. We are talking to somebody who I believe Mr. Brett McNeil would enjoy. I believe this was a member of his uh, tag team when we were putting together our ultimate stable. We have Haku. Oh, the colossal connection, I believe, with Haku and Andre the Giant. Haku is a very tough individual. We have uh, we have a wrestler who also sounds like he could be an insurance salesman. We have rugged Ronnie Garvin rocking the you know, towel. Ronnie Garvin was a very uh, highly rated uh, independent NWA. He was NWA world champion for a while. They brought him into WWE and Vince does what Vince does. He doesn't care what you did in the past. <laughs> he does what Vince does. Ooh, I see a couple of big boys. We're going to say for the end here, let's move on to, we have the red rooster, 
Someone I could not give you anything on, Again, but Jimmy's got a thumbnail. Terry Taylor, someone who looked like they could be the next Ric Flair at one point in the NWA. Not so much, though. Ooh, this is, okay, I believe this This is relation to one Bray Wyatt. Am I wrong here, Jimmy? The Widowmaker, Barry Windham? Uh, Barry Windham? Not, no. Um, it, it's Well, it could be like an uh, an uncle or a godfather or something, maybe, actually. We got Classy Freddie Blassie. Classy Freddie Blassie, a terrific manager from the more of the 70s. Yeah, he's, he's he, he was a throwback even in 90. Yeah. Another member of the Hart Foundation, Jim the Anvil Neidhart. The Anvil Neidhart, okay. Not necessarily the Hart Foundation member you want in a pack of cards, but the Ooh. Rest in peace. Chris, I think you're going to really enjoy this one. I know this is a tag team you quite enjoy. It's not the entire tag team, but it is Smash of Demolition. Demolition, oh. never go wrong. Demolition. All right, we got up oh, Jimmy, another guy that you're gonna have to tell me about. I have no idea who Paul Roma is, but he looks he looks kind of like Rick Martel. So Paul Roma was part of the Young Stallions uh, with uh, Jimmy Powers uh, for a while, and then he became Power and Glory with Hercules. Uh, Paul Roma was one of those people. He was a little I'm short, I think, for Vince McMahon. Very good body, though. So he's basically LA Knight of his time. Uh, better body, even, but yeah. And then I have just the big boss man's badge from Cobb County, Georgia. <laughs> the card? It's not... It is a white card yeah. with a uh, with a. Is that a cartoon badge on it? It is. It's not even a picture of a, of the made up badge they gave boss man. Is it it's like a cartoon a, rendering. Is it like a fake like tattoo a or a sticker? Like a it's actually even worse than that because essentially we're just dealing with a gold star here, a blue circle that says the big boss man, and then the worst pair of handcuffs in the middle that you've ever seen. That's it. That's all the badges. That's handcuffs? I thought it said uh, Cobb for Cobb County. Georgia. It does. No. But in, in between that is the handcuffs that are terrible. Okay. Now we get into the heavy hitters here. All right. All right. Number one of the three best, cards, everybody. No, there's only three left. One of the three best, in my opinion. All right, this is just a personal favorite of mine, but everybody loved them. Vote some hillbilly Jim. Oh, hillbilly Jim, and that's the classic hillbilly Jim picture. It's the picture you always see of hillbilly Jim with him standing straight up with a big smile and that horseshoe around his neck. Yep. Terrific, terrific. You need to you need to laminate that and put it up somewhere. Laminate. And now, Jimmy, when you said there was a particular member of the Hart Foundation you were looking for, could you be talking oh. about Brett the Hitman Hart? Brett. The Hitman Heart. Look at you getting Brett and Jim the Anvil. Unbelievable pack there. But it's not the ultimate. Jimmy, I'm so excited because I got me a Hulkamania card, baby. What's Brett's and Mayavid's brother? What you gonna do? (laughs) What you gonna do when the Hogan runs wild on you? Still running wild. What kind of stats do they put on the back of those cards, Rod? They, there's different things, right? We got height and weight on some of them, and then on the uh, on the other one we have unusual characteristics, which that's what is on the back of Virgil, who was coming in at 6'2", 250 pounds, and he is the bodyguard of the million-dollar man Ted DiBiase. Virgil doles out bribe money and intimidates those who come near DiBiase's million-dollar belt. See, they, they need managers like that, Jim. That's what these they wrestlers need these days period. Needs. Yes, they do. You know, Paul Heyman is one thing, but they do need other managers as well. Speaking of transitions that are not good but i'm going to make one anyway yes rod <laughs> we had uh we had a title change on raw oh sorry a championship exchange during a title opportunity so we had um trish stratus was pinned by uh raquel rodriguez and Liv morgan and Lost the championship because Lita was jumped for, uh, jumped earlier by apparently Trish Stratus, who then turned on Becky Lynch. So much going on there. 
Rod, I know you have a lot to say about this. Let's go to Chris first, though. I was just going to say we're going to go to Chris first. What do you think about the title loss and then the turn? Because, I listen, you knew I thought Becky was turning, and I was going to throw my, my TV if Becky <laughs> turned heel again. Uh, but anyway, go ahead. It was surprising, I guess. Um, I didn't think they were going to lose. Listen, we, we knew they were going to have to lose the belt soon. I didn't think they were going to lose the belts to Liv, Morgan, and Raquel necessarily. Yeah. I didn't expect the Trish turn. I don't know what they're doing that unless they're just giving them a way to get off TV. I, I just don't get it. But you knew they had to lose the belts. I'm just surprised who they lost them to. Well, I think that it's not surprising because it's the best alternative to what they have now, which I think is where Rod's going. Rod, we have new tag team champions. How excited are you? This is complete garbage. This is complete garbage. Lita shows up, wrestles with Becky Lynch in one match, becomes tag team champions, barely wrestles in a triple threat match, doesn't wrestle in the tag team defense of the belts. Trish does. Belts get lost. Okay, we also have Raquel Rodriguez essentially acting like a heel in the match at one point, right? Doing some heelish behavior, which goes against everything that she's ever been. It goes against the reason that people pop for Liv Morgan. Okay, Mm -hmm. I'm fine with Liv getting the belts, but what in the world are we doing to Becky Lynch? What are we doing to Becky Lynch? She still gets incredible pops. She basically is a walking Hall of Famer, and the best you could do is bring back Trish Stratus to cross her? What are we talking about here? I can't understand why Becky Lynch is being done so wrong and this tired storyline with the Hall of Famers. And then to boot... You give it to Raquel and Liv, who I understand you want something out of both of them. Liv still gets pops. Raquel is somebody that you're investing a lot in. But having Raquel essentially act like a heel to get them to still try to prop up Becky Lynch when you don't have anything to do with Becky Lynch anyway, man up and make a decision. Yeah, uh, they I th- I mean, they're going to go for Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus, I, I think, at WrestleMania Backlash. But where does Lita come in there? Is this going to lead to a Lita-Trish match, which I don't know. You know, for nostalgia's sake, fine. But if it's more than like a two-minute match, it's not going to be pretty. It's tough because they don't really have a direction for the women's division right now. Bailey and the Party Crashers, you know, EOS guys. Listen, they have really good wrestlers. Don't get me wrong; they have good wrestlers in the division. They're just not booking them right. Sonya and Chelsea are getting heat right now, right? We're not supposed to like them, but they're getting heat right now. That works. Adam Pierce nicknaming in the plant department. Maybe we go with that. Like that works. You know what I mean? A little bit, but we gotta we gotta get a few more storylines. That's why Jim again, it's bummed out that we're back to Vince, who does the same old, same old, because that secondary belt for an individual woman right now would be kind of huge. Yes, it would be huge, and it would be something that you could aspire to a lot more than those tag team titles because you really don't have much going on there. Uh, let's talk about Cody Rhodes again. So Cody Rhodes comes out and does another promo. I know Rod loves that promo, uh, that Rhodes has done, uh, quite some time now it's Rhodes and, and Lesnar at WrestleMania backlash. I'm afraid Rhodes is going to lose and we're going to get Lesnar and Roman at SummerSlam, which no one wants to see. I didn't think, I'm sorry. I didn't think Lesnar was able to fight for the belt anymore. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't. Chris, I love you. I love you. But it doesn't matter. It really does. I don't care about this storyline either. 
Okay, I don't like when it comes to to the men's side. I they're losing me because it's just the same. It should have ended at WrestleMania. It's the same stuff I've seen for over a year. I saw a stat the other day. I know I haven't seen this many premium live events, but over the last twenty two premium live events, it's been main evented by either Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens, or Seth Rollins. That's it. And he, we all know most of that is strictly Roman Reigns. Roman yeah, Reigns. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of those three has been in every one of the 22, but like 17 have been Roman Reigns. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, you, the yeah. night ones are like Kevin Owen or Seth Rollins, you know, for WrestleMania, but like, or, or Royal Rumble was Kevin Owens, you know, like, so really I think it's like 19, 18 or 19 have been Roman Reigns. And I've seen everything now we know how every match that he's in is going to end it's the same old same old same old or any match that any one of the bloodline are in are going to end too which we saw again with solo sokoa getting a cheap win uh in another good match here's the thing sokoa is a terrific wrestler he and owens had a good match but it's that letdown at the end again you know it's like oh we got to keep them both then don't book it you don't have to you can do literally whatever you want but you go back to the same old, same old again. And um, Rod, I just, I I don't, Cody Rhodes has to win in Puerto Rico against Lesnar, but guess what? He had to win at WrestleMania against Roman Reigns. See, I disagreed with you there that he had to win against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. I didn't have a problem with Roman Reigns winning it there, but your immediate choice of what you did with the story the next night, I believe, has also made WrestleMania seem worse, in my opinion. I think if we would have pivoted a different way on the Raw after WrestleMania, like letting that tag match go down just as booked, that would have been a great tag match to have on Raw. You could have done a lot of things out of that that I'd have been fine with. But right now I'm with you, Jimmy. I think there's absolutely no way Cody Rhodes beats Brock Lesnar. And I think we're staring straight down the face of Reigns Lesnar at SummerSlam once again. And Roman Reigns has main evented so many pay-per-views that he even drug Cesaro's ass to a main event of a pay-per-view once. He did. So I think one way they could go, and I've said so a lot today because I really like to gather my thoughts, and apparently that's my gathering my thoughts word. What you can do is, again, if you want to make Cody Rhodes strong, you have him beat Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. And then the next night on Raw, you come out and say, Roman Reigns, I will put my... I, 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 wanted, I challenge you for SummerSlam for the belt. If I lose, I will never challenge for the world title again, no matter who holds it. Now, you may not know this, but he did that in AEW. And he lost in AEW. And he did not, in the rest of his time in AEW, fight for that championship. So you have him do that, but you have him win at SummerSlam at Ford Field. Why do we have to continue Cody Rhodes being martyr? Why does that have to continue to be his thing, right? Like, I, I, the guy cuts a good promo. As much as I want to give him shit about always wearing a suit and coming down to the ring, he classes the join up, cuts a good promo. What do you want to talk about? It's a good gimmick. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with him's matches being a little bit old school, right? His approach to his matches being a little bit old school. It also brings class to the joint, but it's just at what point, you know what I mean? At what point does he, can he stop being so I'm above all of this before it really gets annoying? And that's what I would worry about in that type of scenario you laid out there, Jim. Well, he has to have a nice run as a baby face. And then that becomes his heel gimmick. 
you know, it does after a year or so. Uh, I just, we need some more fresh things. Um, just let Seth Rollins fight for the belt. Let's just, I mean, why are we messing around? Let's let Seth Rollins fight for the belt. It would be nice, but again, if he, if he's going against Roman, that's one thing. If he's going against Cody, you don't want Cody losing it right away. You don't want to hot shot it. Yeah, well, so, how's Cody getting the belt? Cody, I don't even, we don't even know the next time Cody's facing Roman Reigns at this point. I'm saying let's just move Seth up the card. The, the, the guy who gave Roman one of his best matches, other than Chris's boy Drew over in Scotland and other than Cody Rhodes clearly at WrestleMania, was Seth. Seth gave him an absolute battle, messed with him coming out in the shield getup, coming down from the crowd. Roman had to get disqualified, just straight guillotining him out, man. It was starting to go Seth's way. Come on, let's see that match again. How much heat does Rollins have right now, Jimmy? You're calling him quite possibly the best wrestler in the world right now. Let's go with my guy. Well, you got to book it out. So we have uh, at in Puerto Rico, it's going to be a, a, a triple threat. It's going to be, or not triple threat, uh, six man. It's going to be the bloodline against Riddle. And Owens and Zane, which that's just—I'm sorry, I love Riddle as much as the next guy, but what are we doing? How's Riddle? Kind of weird that back he was—he was—he was lifted into that main event position. I mean, I know he's got beef with Solo out. and those guys, but still. Yeah. Uh, but that's going to be Puerto Rico. So then you go to SummerSlam, and you would assume the winner of Lesnar and Cody is going to get the shot at SummerSlam, however that may be, right, Chris? Yeah. Listen. I don't know what to expect anymore, especially with the bloodline. The more I watch, the more I see things, I feel like Paul Heyman is writing everything for the bloodline, and he is inserting himself into becoming the rift that breaks the bloodline because I feel like he's moving towards backing Solo more than anybody else, essentially. I just feel like instead of the bloodline collapsing like we kind of wanted to see it happen, we're going to see it in some other horrible type way where it's done by talking instead of matches in the ring. <laughs> Welcome to Vince McMahon produced television. And finally, before we go, we have bad bunny and Ray Mysterio jr. Probably versus Dominic and, um, uh, Damian priest at, uh, the WrestleMania backlash. Do we care about this one at all, or was it just going to be fun for the uh, Puerto Rican crowd? Definitely a lot of that, right? We love it when the uh, the home crowds get awfully fired up, so it'll be cool to see what a Puerto Rican crowd gets into a Mysterio match. He's pretty hot right now, right? Dominic gets an awful lot of heat. Bad Bunny's a huge megastar in the same way that Logan Paul is. We we know more Logan Paul than we do Bad Bunny. I don't know how often Jim's throwing Bad Bunny on his Spotify list when he's working out, but you know, good for good for WWE to get a guy that's that big at the moment. I certainly don't know any of Bad Bunny's music, but enough people well, tell me he's a big deal, namely Corey Graves. And also... Logan Paul has signed his second multi-year deal in like three months with the WWE. So Logan Paul's back as well. Maybe that just means they added more matches on top of ones he was already contractually obligated for, Jim. Well, multi-year, 2022 and 2023, that is two years, right? I guess. Um, Chris, anything to plug for Balls in Brew coming up next week uh, that we can think of before we go? It is playoff time for the NBA postseason It's the best time if you're an NBA fan. Every game matters. You'll see teams playing for entire games, and you'll see the players you want to see. Weird. Rod, anything before we head out? No, I just I really want to apologize to the listeners. I've tried to be the number one cheerleader for the WWE since I've come back. I've I've tried to bring 
the love and the joy that wrestling has brought back into my heart to many others. And I just, I feel personally bad now that all of these people are going to have to watch this product that one Vincent Kennedy McMahon is throwing up on the airways. We need a real life succession here. All right. I'm not going to spoil anything for anybody, but if you've seen the recent episodes of succession, we need the WWE to be a heck of a lot more like that show. And then maybe we could rid ourselves of the old man with all the power. Goodbye, Internet.